Hey, hey, greetings, fellow slingers. Once again, welcome to the show. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian. And once again, before we get started, we got to do a little business. I want to give a shout out to Chad Evans, our newest subscriber on our YouTube channel. Remember, I try to give everybody a shout out that subscribes to the channel. So if you want to hear your name called out in the intro, then subscribe to the channel. Head on over to YouTube at RollHard20 and just click that little bell. Subscribe to the show and I'll give you a shout out as well. By the way, I enjoy everybody leaving their comments, whether it's for our Blood Lords run through or any of our previous seasons, especially our Delta Green seasons, which, man, I just really, really love that game. And I know I've been, I've been hinting at our next season of Delta Green. And yes, it is right around the corner. It will be called Under a Pelled Moon. I'm working on the hard slingers of yore to come together once again, as well as one of our regular panel of hard slingers. So just remember that's that's right around the corner. Of course, if you're in the future, you probably already heard it, but it hasn't out yet. So remember, if you want me to give you that shout out, remember to write into the show at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com. And you know what? If you tell me who the first hard slinger was to roll a D20 on the most recent episode, I'll send you out a D20, a genuine fake gold bloom, and a sticker with our logo on it. By the way, I just ordered some new stickers and they just arrived. And man, they look sweet. Oh boy, they look good. So let me know. Remember to leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on because it really does help with the algorithms that determine where our show is in in relation to other live play podcasts. So you know what? I'm not going to waste you any more of your time. Not that it's wasting time because I know you love to hear my voice. Let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Well, the Hard 20 Podcast presents episode nine of our Blood Lords run-through. Right in, people. So you were you were saying I think because I just stepped back. So Dave, you said that they that the rules are in a way so it's easier to program for video games, right? Yeah, I was watching this thing with uh, Matt Colville, if anybody knows that is, and he was saying that D&D 1, part of the way that they're doing the rules the way they're doing them is so they're easily programmable for video games and for, like, virtual tabletops. And I don't feel good about that. Like, you're going to mess up the game to, or you're going to build it a certain way just because it's cheaper to pay somebody to program it that way. It's possible so, in that regard, but, I mean, it's up to you whether or not you want to play the game, though, too. Look, so Paizo is already going to surpass Wizards of the Coast then because they're trying to make the game as accessible in all forms of media, right? But Paizo already licensed Pathfinder to video game. So you can go look at at Pathfinder Kingmaker, but but it's video game. I was playing Kingmaker earlier. It was good. And it's the full rule set. And it's hard. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> I could I could get into it, but yeah, it, it definitely it's pretty accurate as to what Pathfinder is and Mathfinder and how they portray it in the game. So you, you were right. I think it's a money grab though, because if you look at if you look at what Wizards of the Coast, they're trying to make it accessible in all forms of media. It's just money grab. Well, get you know, when f- when this episode comes comes out, and then somebody listens to it six or seven months from now, this will all be like. In the past, and then they anybody else can see how that plays out. But 
we'll worry about it later and we'll see how it all goes out till now we're on board with paizo so the old neighborhood he had the best <laughs> meatballs he's a my paizo and I, I really have to say that i i am enjoying pathfinder 2e i really like, like pathfinder 1e too because i like the crunch i like the all the the different choices that you have it just it seems like it's very i won't say user-friendly but it, it invites anybody who wants to create something that's so abstract it gives them that ability to do so just the three moves alone has me sold well i'm yeah. glad three action economy is fucking a game changer shocker it is <laughs> yeah because i mean really you don't want to be rolling dice for 20 minutes on your turn and then adding up yeah that, that was always the biggest thing when you start getting into high level gameplay with pathfinder 1e it just i think almost every game the wheels come off at high level gameplay so but we'll put this through the test we'll see how 2e comes together for that so hey before we start uh did you mention where the manor was or did i just not write it down like it's north it was of, a few uh, miles north of great urge okay all right that's and i gotta be honest it is kind of ambiguous in the ap okay miles. of course that's why you have your trusted gm brian here mm, that's play right. a killer to be very specific you said it was <laughs> one it was one mile north of great urge <clears throat> One mile. North. One That's mile. a short walk when we got our wagon and our nice little donkey taking us yeah. there in style to my mansion. I feel like we're going to roll up in this thing. is going to be like the Tom Hanks money pit just falling <laughs> apart or like the Paper Street House and Fight Club. Better than sleeping in a tree. But it's got like, a two mule garage. <laughs> we got room to grow, bro. Or bury. <laughs> well, let me lead us in and we'll lead uh... us in, trusted GM. Yeah. That's right. Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your <clears> trusted <throat> GM, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of our Blood Lords Run Through, episode nine. And with me, my heart slingers. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah Life takers and dice breakers. Heartbreakers. Yeah. Warm up those dice. Top off them glasses. Um, Sorel needs to top his off. He just tanked down what looked like an orange juice. That's his fucking <laughs> urine sample. Uh, Got to keep that, test out that sugar in that piss. Rich with vitamins, it looks like. <laughs> it's that metamucil. Chase it around. Yeah, put that on some of my creature. wounds. <laughs> so you guys have managed to clear out Urgag's farm, report back to Berline Haldoli, and told her what was going on. You gave her the uh, that pink powdery substance that had been infused in all that grain that was in those four silos you also told her about that symbol of the three fingers and thumb going upwards uh, that was torn off one of the ropes of those infiltrators basically she said that she would look into it she then gave you the key to the manor and kind of gave you a little bit of a history on it about Kellogg, the collector, and, and nobody really knew too much about him. He kind of kept to himself. It was uncertain whether or not he, like any of the previous owners, had used the torture room. Uh, basically said that the manor was a mile north of Great Urge. So you guys right now have basically had the shit kicked out of you. Please. Feeling kind of weepy. What would you guys like to do as you exit Burline's estate? We able to keep the, the donkey in the cart or she take that away? 
When you leave the manor, you see that the donkey and the cart are no longer out front. Motherfucker. Ah, damn. Hey, I'm uh, sorry. Did we take away your service limo? <laughs> all right. Toothless. <laughs> i see you on the farm soon. Do the thing Lord. where I like... I fall, but as I do it, I slap him in the face. I'm like, oh, you guys should watch the cobblestones here. Strange. It's all right. We'll have your corpse in the front yard for long, my lord. I think Renna's going to walk up to the man, and she gets really close. Like, I'm talking like, you know, six inches from his face. And she reaches out, and she takes his lapels, and she just straightens them. And she's like, that's nice. You look good. And she does the little cheek pat. The madam would not appreciate you hurting one of her prized servants. And she slowly, with the hand, as she's patting his cheek, she slowly does like a caress. And she's like, keep up the good work. And then she'll turn on her heel and start walking away. Get a room, Day, princess. I see you're jealous. <clears throat> Maybe little. He slowly closes the door, and once again, the entire front garden just falls silent. What is the time again, GM? It's probably about 11 o'clock at night. So the town is bustling with the meat bags, huh? Once again, you, although you don't hear it behind the walls of her estate, they're obviously rather thick. But you know from the previous night, that there's probably a lot of traffic going throughout the the streets of Grey Dirge. Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> Just people doing their their shopping, walking, loitering. Gotta remember it's a town in a land of the undead. Dia de los Muertos twenty four seven here. Yeah, so uh Just, uh quick uh quick supply check, you know, just as a like a uh Modus operandi, she'll check her stuff and she kind of asks you guys, um, how are you guys? Do you need anything while we're in town before we head off? If we need something, now's the time to get it. Or we we'll can always... Sorry, Sorrel, go ahead. Are we walking? Are we getting another car? What are we doing? I mean, we just kind of got our asses handed to us. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not up for a mile-long march to someplace we don't know. No, I'll we carry. got our ass taken away from us. That's right. We got our. We didn't get our asses kicked. We got our asses revoked. <laughs> Give me my ass back. She like <laughs> checks the moon and she's like, "We can be there in nine minutes if we walk briskly." Yeah. Come here, Sorel. I'll give you a piggyback if you want. If you're not feeling too rough, I'm not in the best shape, but you know, I think once we get to the manor, we can sequester an area that could be where we sleep. Then we set up watches. I don't think we start clearing out that place until we at least get a little bit of shut-eye, a little bit of rest. We need your magics to help us out, Sorrel. I want you fresh. I want you frosty. Uh, okay. If, if you think that we can do this quickly, then I say we, we, you know, make haste and we go. It's quicker to walk there or run there than to try to find another janky-ass cart. Yeah. Well, then let's do it. I don't see that this town has anything for us, especially during the evening. We should, we should get out of here. Let's, let's beat hooves. Let's beat feet. Now let's understand where you guys are located right now. You're at the Southern portion of Grey Dirge. That's right where Haldoli's estate is at. 
right against the southern entrance. There's an entrance that's on the western side of Great Urge, and it leads right out to the ovens. On the and north end, right? What's that? On the north end, right? It's on the western end. Me west side. Western end's the western end, son. Yeah. We'll keep Here's how Dooley's estate. All right. Perfect. There's the western side, but there's but there's also an eastern exit, but it's further up. It's uh past the court of ghouls and just before the meat market it looks like if anything it would definitely take you through the majority of great urge so you tell me how you want to exit great urge or if you want to go back out the south if you want to go to the west and go through the ovens or if you want to go through the side what's the, the quickest east, way the i side. say we find the quickest way and get there yeah, I'm all for quick. I mean, we could all use some rest. So. Same. I don't want to pass through the meat market and be yeah, mistaken the, as uh, the scenic route. Well, as the GM, all I could do is present to you the map. We'll go to the west. Yeah? Yeah, through the ovens. Pass through the the ovens. side is the best side. We're in our blood <laughs> gang colors. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. Roll Charlie around. Roll Charlie around. Get him a hot fine. dog. Did you say that our other option is to go up through Bone Scrape, out the kind of the north? Not through Bone Scrape, but you'll pass through Court of Ghouls, and just before the Bone Scrape and the Meat Market, you would then exit out of the east side. Yeah, we need to let's let's get out of here. That's the west. That's through the ovens. I put through I put the it, ovens. It is. I put it on the Discord. Yeah, for out the of people the frying at home, pan Brian's showing a map for us. Well, I want to see where you guys want to go. I don't ever want to assume to thread you guys through the narrative. I just want to present it to you, and you guys tell me what you want to do. So. Yeah. How's everyone out of character, but still in character? How's everyone on hit points? I'm at about half. I'm at 11 out of 20. Half. A little, little below half. A little less than half. Jeez. All right. We need to make, we need to beat feet and get to this place. If it's through the ovens is the quickest, then fine. Let's do it. Let's stop debating. Let's go. I'm starting to feel more invigorated as we've gone through this adventure. My skin feels a little more natural, normal, not so ashen. So, <laughs> so ashen, not moisturized, so, not so chalky. <laughs> Putting that lanolin. So <laughs> got the lanolin on you. At the end of this affliction you have, do you turn to stone or something? What's the deal? I will die. You yes. just ash away like a statue. You just turn into ash and blow away. Bottom line, Khan, as I'm slowly dying, unless unless we step step it up on the adventure side. Baby, we are all slowly dying. Don't worry about it. I think what he wants to know is if, you, if he can put you in a pipe and smoke you. And this is all done. <laughs> hey, GM, let's try to keep this not as joking, okay? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Boom, you just got conquered. You got con. <laughs> so you guys make your way past the Nashes. And from what you remember, what Burline had mentioned, there's more living that live in that, that particular district of Great Urge. And occasionally you see a, a living individual kind of look out through the window. You see a few of them kind of milling about in front of their, their dwellings. Nobody's really leaving this invisible sequestered area 
they just, it's almost as though they know where they belong. Eventually, as you pass by it, you see the western exit out of the great wall that runs the perimeter of Grey Dirge. And as you begin to leave through it, threading your way through this exit, you pass between these two large parapets that separate Grey Dirge from the plains beyond. And it's nighttime. It's it's not completely dark. You see like you've got a crescent moon out. And as you step through the gate, you're immediately assailed by this cool breeze that blows across the burned land. You could smell it. This this stench of char and burn. Softly under the starlight and half moonlight, you see the remnants of dwellings. But they're incomplete. Almost as though they're like fingernails poking up out of the ground. And as you stare out at this plane, you just can't help but taste this, this sooty taste in the back of your throat. All of you. Hey, can I do a, cause I'm, I'm on con shoulder, you know, kind of like rocket the raccoon right now. Master. Who's, master. Whose shoulders I, are you upon? I'm on cons. Okay. Can I, um, I'd like to do a perception check and see if just, is there anybody that looks not out of place, but is kind of paying more attention to us than maybe they should be. Where are you looking? Like behind. back behind you. Okay. Go ahead and make your perception check. All right. And that's a 20. There you go. Well done. You see the guards at the posts. They're watching you walk through. They're not really paying any more attention to you than to see what you're going to do. They don't they look hostile. Guards. They are. In a city of undead, it, it shouldn't strike you that they're very similar to the type of uh, individuals that Burline employs on her estate. What's the traffic situation like here? Are there other people coming in, going out? No, it's a pretty quiet access point. Uh, you don't see anybody really coming in at all. In fact, Sorrel, as you look behind you, and you do notice these four guards watching you, two per side. You don't see anybody else exiting out of this this access point either. So from my from your perspective, what I'm seeing is it's just kind of business as usual. We're not out of place. They they see this type of thing and nobody else is really paying attention to us. They're paying attention to you. Whether or not but, they see this all the time, you would actually have to ask them. I mean, they're not looking surprised that you're going out the door, uh, nor are they flippant about your passage. Okay. But they are eyeballing you. But then again, they're undead. They just, you know, they're pale, complected. Half their teeth are rotted out. Their eyes are sunken in. They've got mm. halberds in their hands. And they're loosely fitted with this shitty, shoddy leather attire that they hope to will protect them against whatever they have. Eternally on watch. Yeah, these, these guys don't get tired. So Wasn't that the name of your last album there, Con? Yeah, yeah. That was with my old band. So, uh, Khan, it seems like nobody's really following us or paying much attention to us. So, this is we're past the gates. Let's let's go. I say we beat feet now. Let's just let's pick up the pace and go. Yeah, what we've Renna. encountered before is these things sort of swarm. There's multiple meat bags trying to get us. So, 
I say we stick close, maybe walk two by two, two in front, two in back. Maybe Rena, you watch the sides. Maybe Sebastian, you watch the back. And Sorrel, you watch forward. I'm gonna try to keep an eye on everything too, but I say we just keep a watch and we just keep moving. Agreed. Anything that comes after us is probably gonna be those shambling meat bags. So just keep an eye out for wanderers. It's hard to hit a moving target. We got this. So you can't help but go through these deformed, destroyed dwellings as you exit Great Urge. Even if you wanted to go along the wall and make your way north along the wall, you would still have to go through it. And as you get closer to them, you could kind of tell that a lot of these, well, every one of these dwellings looks to have been burned, immeasurably burned. Like the only pieces that are really standing are chimneys or parts of walls that may have had thicker stone. Anything that was wood is just dust. I can't remember if you gave us the history on this or if I got it from the player's guide, but they built something here and then it got burned down, obviously. Do we, we do we know that in the game? What happened? You don't, and I, I never mentioned that, so you probably read that through the player's guide. So Not the campaign that I'm reading. <laughs> Yeah, these you may have read it in, the, in that particular campaign, but you didn't yeah. read it in my campaign. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> these dwellings are burned, but whether it's the the town of Grey Dirge burning out places that were infested, this whole place is infested. I don't know what happened here, but I say we get through this and get to our mansion. Yeah, we got work to do. As you begin to maneuver your way through this burned community. Go ahead and make a perception check, everybody. Fucking hard 20 again. First yeah, yeah get those, useless get those out now. <laughs> Sebastian. Eight. Rena. Fifteen. Sorrel. Twenty-three. Sebastian, I don't know where your head is at. What you're <laughs> thinking about at this time. <laughs> Perhaps you you're just thinking about maybe Murk. And that nice jacket with the lapels that he had. But uh, you other three, as you guys are making your way through the ovens, unusual name indeed, yeah. you actually hear the wind, but you hear voices on the wind. But it's Khan and Sorrel that actually can kind of almost put words to this this soft-spoken voice, almost two voices. You hear it say, we could bring them back to the masters. They'd pay us well for new food. To the abyss with the masters, we haven't eaten in days. We'd only get their bones to gnaw clean once the masters were done with them. Let's see where they go. Bond, did you hear that? Yeah, we got people lurking here, looking at us as a tasty treat. I say we unsheath our weapons, keep moving, but look as formidable as possible. Um, keep moving. If they're going to attack us, bring them out here. I ain't yeah. going into those buildings where we're going to get swamped. Hey, Rena, Sebastian, Khan and I are hearing, I don't know if you guys heard it, but we're hearing this. You, the wind, we're hearing like voices on the wind. And, and it's clear to both Khan and I that there are some folks looking to maybe do us harm. What are they saying? I don't know, man. Just keep going. 
I say we double speed it, use all three of our moves, and get the hell out through this area. You hear Rena like cocks her gun. I mean, she like cocks the the bow. So we're we're double timing it. Let's go. Don, let's go kick it in. Mm -hmm. So as you guys make your way through the ovens, sticking to the path, you see that this pathway actually bisects all these burned buildings. You still hear these voices intermittently on the wind. After about 500 feet away from the ovens, the path takes a northern turn and starts heading north. Eventually, you leave the ovens behind you and Great Urge and start moving through the rolling hills that this path goes between. At times, you see the path dips down below the ridges of these rolling hills as it continues to make its way north. Are we still being followed? Who knows? Yeah, I want to... That's... Rena wants to tr try to figure out if they're following yeah. us. okay. Give me a perception check. Ooh, that's a 14, son. Uh, 21 total. Yeah. You're not hearing any voices, and you're not certain if anybody is following you. Hmm. How high are these ridges, GM? Away from the road, they're probably about 18 feet from crest to valley. Now, is that right on our sides, or is it a, a gradual slope? It's a gradual or... slope. Yeah, I don't want to walk. <laughs> I don't want to be walking through any kind of place where we can be beset upon. Oh, what the do? What's that? I said I don't want to be beset upon by having these meat bags throwing things down with us. Is it uh, far enough away? For is the road in the center, and then it's 10, That's... 15 feet away. Up yeah, it, it's a gradual. Okay. Increase of maybe twenty-five degrees. I think. How are we, we to... with visibility? Do we need to bring it's out? It's still our dark. I mean, you guys are basically just following the path at this point, unless you guys want to break out some kind of a uh, purple torch that doesn't give off heat. Yeah, we could break that out. But how's the visibility? Are we? We all have dark vision, or some form of low light vision. Then that's exactly what you're seeing. You're seeing everything in in different shades of gray you see the hills you see the path before you but you're not seeing anybody poking their head over the ridges let's keep moving then yeah don't want to give our position away not just quite yet says the dwarf in plate mail <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not as sure if you guys are trying to be stealth or not either i think we're just trying to move yeah okay moving at a fast pace trying to get to our mansion so it probably takes you about 20 minutes or so to get where you're going well, I think when pace we, here when we get there Rana's gonna kind of and she puts one finger to her mouth and she's gonna try to enter the shadows so she's gonna do like a stealth so basically my idea is I'll stay behind you guys go ahead just just a little bit and she's gonna wait and if these guys come by and, you know, follow you guys, she's going to be behind them. And then okay. she'll give some sort of signal to you guys. So you're you're hiding right now, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a hard 20. Hell yeah, that's two. What's your total stealth? The stealth is a six, a 26, sir. 26? 
Yep. Oh, 26 here. That is a uh, trained skill for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you stay behind. The other three continue to move north. And you occasionally catch a glimpse, Rena, of something following. A couple of different shades. Way back, though. But they're so far back that you're really not making out what they are. After a while, it seems as though they're no longer following. It seems as though they, they've either stopped or returned where they went to. Hmm. You other three eventually find yourselves before a large dwelling. Sitting center on an acre, you see this single-story building of red stone studded with jutted bones. Bone spirals wind up the corners of the building and form a sort of dome that rises about 15 feet above the roof. And at the dome's apex, the bones support a massive mishappened chunk of red glass. Rivulets of this glass wind their way through the bones and cracks in the brick, like massive hearts spilling blood over the edifice. The glass hardened long ago, but captures the limited light of the stars and moon above. And it just emits this eerie blood red glow. And it's odd because it shouldn't be glowing so bright this late at night. But it almost seems like it, it pulses. Like, Sorrel, give me that heartbeat. There it is. There, you go. there it is. <laughs> Well, fine. I didn't do it good enough. Thanks. <laughs> you just didn't have a heart on. <laughs> Rena, you're still holding back, or what do you want to do? So, if she feels, you know, I feel like we're good. So, as you guys are looking at that building, she, uh, unless not, you should just like emerges from the shadows. And she's like, oh, looks like a carotid artery. It's beautiful. Yeah, you see, there's a, a low wrought iron fence that surrounds the yard it's rusted and dilapidated serves as a clear demarcation of the land but really makes a poor barrier and the gate that should open onto the path leading to the front entrance is completely missing you see overgrown vines and weeds clutter most of the yard and as a final standout you notice that oddly enough this particular building has no windows the entire structure creepy from what you can see outside of the perimeter of this rusted wrought iron fence you do see a rough cobblestone that's overgrown with grass and weeds that leads to a pair of heavy wooden doors uh, that's set underneath these this large arch of bones but other than that you uh from where you are at the front of the building you don't see any windows whatsoever so yeah, like uh, De La Cruz was saying, we should probably cold camp and uh, just get our rest in. Okay. Inside or outside? I say we go inside and find a room. Something that we can fortify. Singular room with one entrance in, one entrance out. Don't have to worry about windows now either. That would be an advantage. All right, lead the way. Let's, let's keep moving. 
Who's got yeah. the key to this place? Yeah, as you guys make your way up to the door, you notice that the uh, the door knockers are made of real skulls with these gaping jaws with iron rungs hanging from the mandibles. Are they human skulls or some other creature? They look humanoid. They also look very sun-bleached. Interesting choice of decor. Sebastian, get this door open, man. We've... We've got to get I inside. Would. I don't think I have the key. I think she gave it to Khan. Khan. Let me uh, let me take a look at this door and all that. I'm going to do a thievery check and see if there's any kind of traps or anything. I know we got the key. That let us in, but that doesn't say that it ain't rigged for someone. Okay. Fucking around with it. Sorry, messing around with it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't use fuck as a character in the D&D world. Sorry, Pytho. Um, let me do a roll here. That's 13 plus 6, so 19. You don't checking see any... the doors, checking the knockers, nice knockers, checking it all out. Yeah, you don't see any traps, anything unusual, nothing that's going to gonna be detrimental to your health. Okay, so if I have the key, then I will put the key in the door and try to open it as stealthy as possible. I don't know if there's a stealth roll to try to unlock something quietly, but I'm going to do that too. That's a nine plus six, 15. 15? You managed to open the door. Who's the Why, individual that's to the furthest south of the door? See the Rena Sebastian. Sorrel's sitting on my shoulder. Either you or me. You want to roll? See who's back? Rena came up last, right? So maybe you're last? I don't know. Yeah. Rena, as you're to the southern door you notice that down the side of the building appears to be some kind of a a pond along the southern wall of this manor she just throws like a really smooth stone like bing, bing, bing. Be doing that shit woman trying to be quiet here you hear it dunk in there it's got an odd sound when it hits the water though almost as though the uh the liquid inside is a little more viscous than your regular H2O. Thick like mud or blood or something. Thicker than water, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, Rena. Mm -hmm. Are you messing with the water? It's just my nature. Okay, we we got to get inside. We got to focus up here, folks. We're all... It's nap time. Yeah, it is nap time. We're all... <laughs> Who needs a rest? <laughs> yeah, somebody needs this binky. We got to stay focused, folks. Focused. Let's get inside. Find a, a place to fortify. Con, can you lead us through? Yeah, okay. So we open the door. What do I see? I'm going to tell you what you see. Con, as you open up these double doors, you see that it leads into a 10 by 15 foot foyer. You notice that there's a cracked mirror that hangs opposite the wall of the doors you just came through. And a five foot wide bone archway set in the center of the northern wall that leads out of this foyer. Okay. I'll move into the room and Rena, you want to go take a peek and see what's in that open area right there? Yeah, just a I second. don't want us to all march in and just get swamped. 
before she moves, she's going to give one last look just to make sure there's no, no one on our six. Ooh, an 18 on the dice. So nice. 20, 25 again. She just wants to make sure that whoever was behind us before with the voices isn't going to, you know, a little surprise. You don't hear anything, but you think maybe you see something, maybe a couple somethings hmm. on a hill, probably about 500 meters away. Jeez, good eyes. And she points that out. She's like, eventually we're going to have to deal with that, guys, but not right now. So she'll walk up into the room and to the doorway, and she's just going to kind of poke her head around and see what's around this doorway to the north. Rena, is it can you mentioned that there's folks that are, appear to be kind of watching us from a distance. Mm-hmm. Can we get in, close the door? Can we like brace the door from the inside? We can lock it. I don't know if locks are going to do all good if they want to kick it in. Well, all we got to do is watch the door. And if they come in, Reyna can feather them. Crews can chop them up. I beat the hell out of them and you blast them with your magics. But they ain't coming in that door unless they open it. And if they open it, they just opened a world of hurt. Hey, GM, what's this dorm constructed of? It's two double doors made of thick wood. Okay. Who's outside still, by the way? Oh, that was Sebastian. It's Cruz just hanging out. Cruz is chilling. And I'm off Khan's shoulder now. I'm I'm down on the ground next to him, staying kind of behind <laughs> everybody. What are we doing with the doors? We close them. Close them. Lock yeah, them. I, close them. As you oh. close the doors, yes. you notice that there's a heavy iron bar leaning in the corner of the northwest corner. It's probably about maybe eight feet long. And now that you're inside the foyer, you notice there are slots on both doors as though this thing would slide into it as a reinforcement for the doors themselves. Hell yeah, we'll use that. Yeah, Sebastian will go over and try to pick this thing up to bar the doors. Okay. No need to roll, just set that fucker in the doors. Close for business sign on the front too. That'll really keep them up. They ain't getting in through here. As we're moving ahead, she's got her bow out. She's definitely, if she sees something moving, it's getting shot. Yo, give me a torch. She hands back the uh, torch, the ever-burning torch. And that's one thing I want to remind everybody also is that other than the fact you guys have dark vision, this place is jet black. You do see a soft red glow somewhere to the northeast from where you're peeking through that northern opening but it's really diffused and soft that's really difficult to tell who's looking through that archway it's Rena. Rena? Mm-hmm. you look through that archway and you notice that leading out of the foyer you find yourselves facing another receiving room it's about 10 feet from north to south and 15 feet wide that appears to be annexed to a larger waiting room to the east. You can see that against the west wall sits an intricate armoire whose doors resemble a large rib cage. 
and to the east of that entrance, the room opens to a kind of atrium of which you're in the southwest corner of. I know it's kind of difficult to explain. I don't know whoever designed this. Uh... As she walks by the thing to the west there, she's like, they certainly went with a theme, didn't they? And she's atrium! Moves <laughs> um, directly to the north to that wall, just like SWAT team style. She kind of whistles it like, like, stay on my six, let's roll. And she's going to move, move into up. the room. Mm-hmm. GM, is this atrium able to be moved or is it built into the surface of the wall? The armoire, you mean? Yeah, sorry, the armoire. It can be moved, but it looks heavy as fuck. It, are, are there any, uh, can we see on the walls in here, are there any um, sconces for no. torches or anything? Completely devoid. In fact, the walls themselves are like a almost like a off-white bone color mm. all right so this is an idea i have listen up ladies and lady and gentlemen i say what we can do is we grab that armoire we move it in front is it a bulky armoire you said it's heavy and all that it's probably four feet wide you know from front to rear eight feet from left to right and about eight feet tall does that uh does the door how tall are the doorways eight feet ten feet it would fit through the doorway what i I was when when ikea delivered it they had to get it in here somehow (laughs) well they put it together and i don't have an allen wrench to take it apart but what i suggest is we get that armoire pull it into our little small room here and block off the doorway we got the double bar doors to our west we got the armoire blocking the entrance to the north, and we can just cozy up in here and heal and rest for the evening. And tomorrow morning, we can get up bright-eyed and bushy-tails and go explore our mansion. Agreed. I like that idea, Con. Some and I'm the dumbest like. one in the group. Look at Why that. You, uh, <laughs> give me some strength checks as you attempt to maneuver this armoire. Yeah, we can get everybody in on this. All right. Yeah, we'll all uh, roll it up, men. You got it. Let's see. That's Lieutenant Men. Plus three. <laughs> oh, I must have pulled a, a bicep or something. I got an eight plus three is 11. 11. Ooh. Sorrel, what's your ashy ass got? This is all us together. Uh, I rolled, oh, a 19. A right. Straight oh. on the die. And that's with Con on your shoulders this time. Sebastian, <laughs> yeah. what do you got? <laughs> This thing must be fastened to the wall with a five. Plus nothing? No, it was, uh, I rolled a one oh, and that shit. one. That's an automatic <laughs> nut pool. Rena, what'd you get? I rolled a three with no bonus. Oh, yeah. She's like fumbling with the bow. So the armoire is not budging. Not enough to get where you want it to be. So you guys got to make a decision if you want to, uh, Hunker down the way it is, or uh, keep exploring. What do you want to do? Con, I'm sorry, I tried, I, I, but I can only do so much with my. You carry enough, man. Next time you carry me. Well, I think it's imperative that we rest up. Yeah, I think I'm ready safe. to go on, but I think that it's best for the group to rest up. And We're so we have one room open, 
or one doorway, that's one thing to watch. We take watch, maybe the other person stays in that room with the armoire, sits on top of it, gets all comfortable and just watches. Well, GM, we're actually in in that room. What else do we see? You see that there are several benches against the southern wall. You see that it opens in the northeast corner that seems to lead into a further area. Looks like some kind of an atrium. And you also see that there's a doorway just off this coat room, I guess I'd, I would probably call it, right against the west wall, right as you start to enter into the northeastern area. I don't know if you can see that or not. Yeah, see that right there? Are these We're benches gonna... connected to the wall? Can we remove them? The ones in the south? Yes. Sorry, the, yeah, the west, the south and the, the east walls have three benches. They look like they're fastened there. Hmm. Say we stick to the original plan and just make it work. Yeah, I say we stay in the room. The person on watch maybe can sit right by the atrium and alert us from anyone coming in, and then we just take shifts. It's hmm. imperative right now that we all rest up, get our little healing machine all rested up, right, Sorel? Yeah. Then we can go out and conquer. Can we do medicine checks before we sleep so we can uh, heal up more? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can treat treat wounds wounds on everybody. So can Sorrel. Now, my treating wounds is basically rubbing dirt and bending unbroken, you know, broken fingers, bending them back. I'm not as uh, gifted as the little man here, but I can help out. So I'm going to attempt a treat wounds on Sebastian first. Okay. I say we all crawl in the room. I'll take watch in the middle area right here. Sorry, uh, between the two rooms uh, with the double doors where we entered and the doorway that goes into the area that has the arm, the fancy armoire and the rest of it, I'm going to stand post right in the middle of it. So no one's going to sneak up us on us from those other areas. All right, so my treat wounds. Cruz, are you hanging in the room still or are you going to go into the small room? I say you stay out with me and we watch this thing. I'll hang out with you, Con. I'll treat wounds on Cruz as well. Cruz is getting a back rub right now, man. Ooh. All right. Well, well, hold on. Are we going to treat wounds on both of us on on uh, Cruz? You? Tr- uh, no, I'll take care of Reina then. But I, okay. well, you got to come out with me then, Reina. All right. So she'll walk over there. It's fine. I'll take care of you. <laughs> See, the only damage that she took was from Furthog with the. Uh, the turn on dad or whatever he did so it's like emotional damage you just gotta like emotional damage (laughs) exactly (laughs) okay Okay. so i'm gonna run my dc check first uh oh nice dc check uh 17 i needed 15 to be successful okay and that is 2d8 and that is gonna give uh 10 hit points back to sebastian Ooh, thank you, sir. Okay. Mine then, for crew, uh, mine for uh, Reyna. Shit, yeah, 15 on the die. There you go, sir. And so that would be 2d8 as well. A two and a four. All right. So she Again, is not 16. as skilled as my man, but I rubbed some dirt on it and put my dirty headband on your leg that was cut, so you're good. I'll give you a Anna? kiss goodnight. 
And then I'm going to attempt to treat my own wounds. And that is going to be a oh, 18 on the die. Damn. Yes. You're hot tonight, dude. Dude, I keep the it going. Is hot rocks. tonight. And then I'm going to re-roll and uh, seven points. Seven points for myself. Hot hand in a dice game, baby. You want to give me some of that uh, You got it coming. Attention? Yep. So now I'm going to do uh, con. Not So this is just like roulette. <laughs> you guys just keep playing until you lose, right? Nope. Oh, 15 on the die, Hell bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 15. And you are going to get healed for six points. Okay. Now, does that preclude me from doing it on myself? Um, I, the way I've read the rules is it does not because the, the treat wounds is coming from me. Like I can't do it again, but, uh, um, like an hour cool. So down. like, yeah, Furthog does it. There's an hour cool down, yep. cool down for him to do it on the same individual. I think they're just trying to stop you from healing in combat. Yep. So that was six. You said, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on though. The target is then temporarily immune to treat wounds actions for one hour. So you can't treat your own wounds. You have to wait okay. one hour. Treat but, your wounds. I'll do but, that later. But what it says is that the interval overlaps with this time you spent treating. So a patient can be treated once per hour. Yeah, once so every 50 minutes, yeah. Because it takes the 10 minutes, yeah. Yep. So you can't, you can't cure yourself or treat wounds on yourself. So you could do it again like first thing in the morning. Yeah, we could first thing. Assume we're, well, it's you know, in, a, in an hour, you said, right? So, well, let me ask you this. That'll be does 12 this, or 1 o'clock. Does this actually take away any resources? Like, are there bandages or something that are consumed? So, oh, it's know. magical. I'm just yeah. kissing the boo boo. Dude, I yeah. rubbed dirt on it. My emotional damage. Yeah. You're never going to heal all that. For you. Healer's tools is the only thing that, that you have to have to be able to do this. So on a long and enough time, when I look at hammer too, in a file, <laughs> well, I look at it too, is, you know, it's not Super necessarily glue. like you're suturing up stuff. You're like, like I said, something got knocked out of whack. A finger got bent. You put it back, you splint it, whatever. It's like, you don't need bandages. You can wrap it up with a piece of twine, whatever, and get it back to, to doing good. So, okay. Yep. Well, we got our little play. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm out of character. We got a little place to stay. I say, we figure out a watch. I say we get rested up, and then as soon as we can, we start exploring our mansion. I got dibs on the, the top bedroom. Top bedroom is going to be all fucked up. That's fine. Right. I'm good for that. I'll fix it up nice. So I'll, who... take, I'll take first watch, if no one minds. I'm feeling a little froggy. How's everyone at hit points now? <clears throat> yeah, how's everyone at hit points now? Fucking so great. Down two. Amazing. Down Are one. Are you full? Down I'll pity one. him. Down no. one, so you're full. Reyna. Down two. Sorrel. Uh, I'm down four. Okay, and I'm still down. Um, sorry, I'm down three. So we're one more check on all of us in a few, you know, a few hours. We're good to go. And then you got to rest though the whole night. And get your your shut eye so we can have some of that magic. We got what three healing potions left? Yes, you used. Uh... One, right? Con? I use mine, and I use my gold coin. I know someone still has a gold coin, too, right? Who has gold coins? Someone I got... Know. I think it was you, Rana. Negative. We had two gold coins, um, but who has it? Because I use mine. Someone else had it. 
I so think let's you're all the only one that Brian actually episodes. likes. So you know, you're the one that he's getting all the uh, all the doubloons to. Oh, that's right. I forgot to give you one of these, Sammy. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. I, Junior, I'll just put that with to? the other twenty I got. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I got one, just not for the AP. Yeah. You know, we have, we still have one, so you know, figure it out or whatever. But you know, we get, we got one more. I know that. So if something drastic happens, what I can do my. This is boring for the listeners. Sorry, I'll do it in character. I can do my orc ferocity once a day. Now, if I was full orc, it'd be twice. But I'm only half orc, so I can only do it once a day. You and did I though, used didn't that you? A little bit ago. Yeah, that's right. After a rest, does that count as a day? After an eight-hour rest, yeah, then it, it regens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would like to at least rest that as much as possible. Get our man Furthog full up and juicy with his healing, and I'd like to get that back. So if I drop down to zero, I can still pop back up at one. The angry one, the angry inch. So Sebastian, well, where's everybody sleeping? You guys are sleeping in the foyer, right? Okay, Sebastian, yeah. you're running first watch. Why don't you go ahead and make your perception check? All right, let's roll something good tonight. Get it, yourself out it there. Landed on a 19 and rolled to a three. So ooh, that's ooh, eight. That's ugly. Eight. Mm. Just like before, you didn't know what the fuck's going on. You talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> no. Oh. Sebastian, <laughs> you talking to me, my friend? No, wait. You talking to me, right, boss? You and me. I'm the only one that is here. Where is Sebastian at? Are you in the room with the rest of those four? I'm in the room, but I'm by three? like the doorway. Okay. Berthog, pull yourself back so you're not in the doorway fighting everybody. There we go, Sebastian, man in the door, last no, dwarf no. standing. Do it slow. Do it, Ducimo. So Sebastian, as you're getting droopy eyed been kind of out of it for a while trying to keep an ear to what's going on in the manor you make your perception check you don't hear anything but it's not until the very last moment that huh. you actually see this giant rat skitter across the floor right to you fucking rodents and let's roll some initiative fuck yeah why did it next have to be rats? episode <laughs> Oh, oh, bastard ass GM. <laughs>
Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.